As believers, we can live victoriously over the flesh, the world and the devil. This series is intended to show us how to live the overcoming victorious Christian life. In part two of this sermon series, we discuss the reality of the cross and our identity in Christ as the solid basis of our overcoming victorious Christian life. All right, to lead us in our declaration today, um, Manuela Solomon will come and do that for us. She's one of our young leaders. So, God bless you, Manuela. Come. Good morning, church. Oh, good morning, church. <laughs> what an honor and privilege it is to just speak about this God who's an overcomer and, you know, just... The, the privilege that we have to know that he is with us and he has already won the victory is one of the greatest things that we can know as we walk life daily. So I want us to just um, open our Bibles if we can. I'm going to read one verse for us. And it's from Proverbs 18.21. And it's a verse that we quote quite often. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And I just felt like it's such a beautiful verse to remember because we get to choose either life or death by the words that we declare. And when we declare life, we get to eat of its fruit. Isn't that such a beautiful thing? We get to choose life by the words that we declare and we get to eat of its fruit in reality, in our physical reality here. And so that verse was such a great reminder of God in Genesis 1. When he spoke, things came into existence. Life was created. And the same, same chapter says that we are created in his very image. Which means when we speak, he has also given us that authority. And the Bible is full of words that he declares over us, that he declares over our situations. And even though things may look a bit tough right now, as we declare his reality into ours, we can see it bear fruit. So the declaration is sort of our way of saying yes and amen to what God has already given to us. So let's not look at it as a mundane task that we sometimes do every Sunday, but it's a powerful, powerful act of warfare. You know, even when we look at the temptation of Jesus, when, whenever Jesus was asked a question, what did he do? He responded with a declaration of the word. He didn't really waste time arguing or anything. He knew that the word of God was powerful enough to fight the enemy. So even as we read about this overcomer, encounter this overcomer, Jesus, he showed us how to do that in our day-to-day -day life. So as we get ready to make our declaration, let's do it with boldness, like strength, and knowing that what we say will bear life immediately in our life. Okay, so let's stand up. Hold this weapon, <laughs> our Bible, in our hand, and get ready to make our declaration. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. 
I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. I walk in the more glorious covenant with God. I walk in the more glorious life in the spirit. In, I manifest the more glorious ministry in the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Man, thank you. And I bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, this morning we are uh, continuing our series on overcoming. We began this series last Sunday. Uh, we're continuing uh, this sermon series. We spread it over eight Sundays. And uh, to help us go further in this series, uh, Pastor Nancy Ramya will come and do uh, minister the word. Uh, Nancy is our associate pastor. She takes care of uh, our north location and of course, now you know all of our other locations are closed, but Nancy handles that, uh, and she also uh, takes care of our. Uh, she's our missions director. She takes care of our missions work, and uh, she's also uh, she also teaches at our Bible college. So let's put our hands together and just welcome Nancy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor, and thank you, everybody. Um, it's uh, indeed a privilege to be sharing God's word this morning and uh, to be continuing with um, the subject of overcoming because I believe that is what the Lord Jesus has done for us, and it's such a privilege. And also, thank you, Manuela, for the declaration. I felt like I could keep declaring for another 40 minutes. It was so good. Uh, we, as God's children, you know, we speak. God's word over our lives, and we say yes and amen to it. So this morning, church, um, we are continuing with part two of the Overcoming series. And um, in the last sermon, uh, we learned that we are born of God. Okay, And I, I, I hope you can recall that together with me. So very quickly, I, I will uh, recap the key points from last Sunday's sermon. So we learned that we who are believers, we who are the children of God, we are born of God, and we said that we have the life of God flowing through us. And we also talked about the fact that we have abundant life in Christ Jesus. Sorry about the mask. <laughs> I've been complying to the rules, so I guess I forgot to remove it. All right, but uh, yes, so this is what we've been talking about, that we have abundant life in Christ Jesus. 
and we said that salvation uh, is actually a life of victory we have a life of victory as believers uh, we touched upon the fact that jesus is our model and the life that he lived the victorious life the victorious ministry that he demonstrated that is the standard that you and i have to follow um, as for our own lives as well as our ministries uh, and we also said that as believers we can overcome we can be victorious over the flesh we can be victorious over the world we can also be victorious over the devil so this morning we're going to touch on a very very important subject which is the basis on which we are claiming to be victorious over the flesh over um, the devil and over the world so what forms the basis you know what gives us the confidence to stand up and uh, and declare the word that god has spoken over our lives you know what gives us the confidence to sing songs of victory you know this morning that last song that we we sang you know we overcome we overcome and as as we were singing um uh, you know i could just sense that that uh, sense of um, that joy that that uh, victory that the lord jesus bought on the cross for us so what gives us the confidence to be overcomers and live victorious lives so today we're going to look at uh, two main uh, main reasons that form the basis one being the cross and the other um, being our identity in the lord jesus christ and as we go about talking about these two things one is the cross of the lord jesus and the other our identity in christ jesus uh, when we talk about the cross i will touch on three separate points that will give us a better understanding uh, and help us know why we have this victory in christ jesus uh, and i just want to remind us you know there are ample resources on our website that uh, each of you can access now you can go to the resources section there are apc publications uh, although we will be touching on some of these key things that form the basis for our overcoming i think it will be good for us to go back and study it more thoroughly and look at the details so now you can access the apc publications to do that and establish yourself um, so that you can live this victorious and overcoming life that christ jesus has called you to so i hope you're all ready to um, go over these points yes is that a yes okay thank you thank you so much okay so we will we will begin with understanding what the cross has done for us now for many of us when we look at the cross you know we we um we uh revere the cross and we adore the lord jesus because he has forgiven our sins he has purchased uh, you know a, a redeemed life for us and we we thank and praise jesus for doing this on the cross of calvary okay but the cross has accomplished very many other things for us and this morning i want to put it before us that the lord jesus on the cross has broken the power of sin over our lives so that is the first thing that i want to talk about about what was accomplished on the cross of jesus for us the first thing is that the power of sin was broken over our lives um we'll read some verses from romans chapter 6 romans chapter 6 verses 6 and 7 uh and then we will you know skip a couple of verses and read R- romans 
6 verse 14. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can also read it along with me. I'm going to read it in the NKJV version, but whichever version you have is fine. So we can read these scriptures together. Shall we read, read them together, church? Verse 6 of Romans 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. And then we will read verse 14. So just skip a few verses, uh, go right down verse 14. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Okay. So, in these verses, Romans chapter 6 and verse 6, um, we begin with these words, knowing this. Okay. So, as believers, we have to know what Jesus has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Knowing this, having knowledge of or understanding what Jesus has accomplished on the cross for us. And it goes on to tell us that our old man was crucified. Our old man. Okay, so who is our old man? It's referring to uh, a controlling sin nature that every human being battles with. A controlling sin nature that causes us to do things that we do not want to do. Causes us to do things against the will of God. Causes us to sin against God. So the old nature... Or the old man, you know, the old man came into being because of Adam and the sin of Adam. How sin came into the world and corrupted the world. Uh, and, and not only that, but every human being born you know, now has to deal with the old nature or the old man that this verse is talking about. So Paul writes, he says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. So the old sinful nature, that's problematic because uh, that will not let us live a life that honors God or that will not let us live a life which is holy, pure and true to God. So what do we do about this old nature? God had a solution. God did not want to um, uh, counsel the old man. God did not want to, uh, you know, have a session and just rehabilitate that old man and say, hey, you know, you can reform yourself and, and get better. And then maybe you will be able to live a life which is godly. God did not do that. But God's solution for the old man, what is the solution for the old man? That same scripture tells us. Crucifixion, death, death is the solution for that old man. So uh, Paul is exhorting the believers and he's saying, please understand, please know, please know this, that the old man was crucified with him. Him is Jesus Christ, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we 
should no longer be slaves of sin so the old man has died the old controlling sinful nature that causes us to to sin against god has actually died now what what would be the inference from there you know if the old man has died you know we can just take a couple of um, uh, examples uh, what if you know, what if the old man or the old nature is causing someone to be addicted okay addicted to it could be addiction to alcohol it could be addiction to food it could be addiction to you know other things of the world maybe shopping addicted to uh, different things lustful thinking so many things addictions to many things now if the old man is causing a believer and yes i'm talking about a believer okay a bible reading um tongue talking devil chasing believer right yet if the old man causes right the, uh, the old man has the propensity to to cause us to sin the believer the believer as per what the bible says the old man is dead right the old man is dead so the old man even if he has the propensity to cause someone uh, to be addicted to certain things because the old man is dead you know we are being told that the power of sin over our lives is broken Okay, so I'll just give you another uh, a, a better way of of putting that is uh, suppose you know I am addicted to something. Okay, I'm addicted to something, but okay, if I am um, no longer alive, okay, the dead man or the old man, even if you were to bring things that attract me, whether it be alcohol, whether it be um, a uh, loss uh, of this world whether it be food whether it be you know the several things that i want to have for myself a dead man would never even respond to the things that have been set around him or her right so paul is saying reckon yourself know this understand this know this that that old nature of yours is dead right the old nature is dead and so what happens if the old nature is dead even if we are, are are tempted by very many things you know we have the power to say no we have the ability to make a choice you know and we cannot credit the devil and say hey the devil made it the devil made me do it or you know something else made me do it or i am not able to control myself because the bible says if you are a believer then the old man has been crucified with jesus so that is the first thing that i want to place before us that because of the cross the power of sin has been broken off of our lives so that controlling work that sin would want to do uh, can no longer be done because our old man has actually died uh, through the work of the cross and so you know each one of us no matter where we are positioned you know some of us uh, are uh, in uh, the workplace and there can be very many temptations there there can be influences that cause us to 
or uh, that try to draw us uh, to do the wrong thing or, or, or um, live whichever way that others are living. Or, you know, some of us could be students, right? Uh, and we're looking at other students in our, in our college, in our class, and we're saying, hey, everybody's doing certain things. Everybody's doing it, and it's fine. And even I am tempted to be like them. But, you know, a friend... I want to tell you that the Bible says if you are a believer, no matter which setting you are in, uh, which position you are in, know this, that the old man has been crucified, has been crucified because of the cross. And therefore, the power of sin on our lives, um, the power of sin has been broken. The power of sin has been broken. So Paul goes on to write uh, the end of verse 6. He says that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So we cannot say that, you know, I am enslaved or I do not have the capacity to overcome sin because we are no longer slaves of sin. Okay, and verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. The example that I gave you, somebody who's dead will not be attracted to the things that they once were attracted to because you know, they, they just don't have that life. They just don't have that capacity. They don't have that appetite. Right? So we as believers, we must identify with verse 7. And it says, we have died. Uh, for he who has died has been freed from sin. So we who have died, in this sense, we are now free from sin. And verse 14, Paul says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. So you know, Paul is saying that sin will not rule over us but we are the ones who have the capacity to dominate we have the capacity to rule we have the capacity to reign we have the capacity to live the kind of life that god has called us to live and sin cannot uh, be that hindrance in our way we can overcome and we can keep moving forward so uh, i just want us to internalize this okay and uh, would you all be okay to repeat a few lines with me yes yes Okay, great, wonderful. So please do repeat um, this sentence and say, I declare that I am dead to sin. I declare that I am dead to sin. I declare that I am alive to righteousness. I declare that I am Alive to righteousness. Amen. Amen. So we are overcomers. And because of the cross, the power of sin over our lives has been broken. Now, let's move on to the second, um, uh, second thing that, that we will focus on that has happened because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And uh, this is that Satan has been defeated. Satan has been defeated. Okay? Um, let's read together from Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. And again, if you have your Bibles, you can please uh, turn to whichever version that is. and We'll try and read it together. So if you're all ready, 
All right. Okay, let's read together Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Okay? Thank you for reading together. And that last portion there, it says that he, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Now think about this, the Lord Jesus. Why did he even have to die on the cross? He is already the king of kings. He's already the king of glory. Every victory is already his. And there was nothing that, that he actually needed to get for himself by uh, committing himself to this mandate that the father gave him to come here on earth and die on the cross. The reason why Jesus did it is for you and me. The reason Jesus died on the cross is for every human being. Right? It is because he wanted us to experience God's forgiveness, which we could not get otherwise. Uh, it is because he wanted us to come back in, in um, uh, communion and fellowship with God, which we could not otherwise do, but also so that you and I can live an overcoming life of victory. Okay? And in the scripture, we saw that Satan has been destroyed through the death of Jesus, that he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So here's another thing that I want us to be very clear about. Earlier, we said that you know, we have to be clear about the fact that our old man is now dead because of the cross. Uh, and the, the, the fact that you know, we... Yeah. And that no sin can control us anymore. And now what we're looking at is we are saying that Satan is defeated. Satan is completely defeated. Now, here is a struggle that many of us have as believers. And in fact, you know, Pastor was talking about the Bible college and some of the courses that are running. So uh, I'm teaching this course about um, believers' authority. And we had our first class. And it was wonderful uh, with students asking so many questions. But uh, as I was listening to the questions of the students, you know, I, I realized that... that uh, Believer's authority, that is something which uh, a lot of people are not clear about. But, you know, we're glad that, uh, that we're all learning together in the class. And, you know, we, um, the students will, will have a good understanding from the word that we will put out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, that really concerned me. And, in fact, uh, one of the students after the class, uh, she got in touch with me and she said, uh, Pastor, if you don't mind this whole thing about uh, uh, Jesus being victorious and, you know, Satan, uh, dealing with Satan and demons, uh, I'm actually scared. So I was like, uh, thank you for being honest. Okay, thank you for being honest. But I want you to know that you do not have to be afraid of Satan. That you do not have to be afraid of demons. You're probably in that position because you do not understand what Jesus has done. And you do not understand your position before God and your position before the powers of 
darkness. So, you know, just, just hold on, you know, uh, uh, be part of the ride and you will learn more. And, you know, surely you will, you will understand your position of victory. So I told her, please don't be scared. Okay, don't be scared. You don't have to be afraid of Satan or the demons. Many of us believers, right, we, we uh, do need to acknowledge that there is an enemy and the Bible teaches us to do that. But you know, sometimes we give him too much credit, right? So the devil is doing this, the devil is doing that, Satan is doing this. So as if you know, we are um, giving him a more exalted position that, hey, he has the capacity to do all these things in my life. And, you know, I'm just not able to uh, take charge of things. But when we look at the word of God, you know, the word of God is very clear. Through the cross, the devil has been destroyed. He has been destroyed. You know, and we can look at verse after verse. You know, the Bible teaches us that Satan has been crushed. If you remember that old serpent in the Garden of Eden, right? The Lord Jesus is the one who has crushed that serpent. And Jesus remarked and he said that the ruler of this world will be cast out. So Satan has been destroyed, he has been crushed, he has been expelled or dethroned from his position of authority because of the cross of Calvary. Satan has also been condemned through the cross. Now, I'm not going to go through uh, each of the scriptures here, but you know, I'm talking from the Bible. This is the word of God. And the word of God makes it absolutely clear that the Lord Jesus is the winner. He is the victor. And the enemy has been badly bruised, beaten up, destroyed and made powerless. So scriptures tell us that Satan has been condemned. Satan has been disarmed. Satan has been destroyed. So we're really dealing with a defeated enemy. We are dealing with someone who uh, has no power against us because now we are walking through the victory that Jesus won for us on the cross. So today, church, you know, as we talk about being overcomers, uh, this is something that all of us must, must uh, grow in and increase in faith uh, regarding the believer's authority. What is the authority that you and I carry? And in fact, you know, uh, it must be the powers of darkness who must shudder and run away from us, you know, than us being scared of the powers of darkness. In fact, uh, when, when Jesus talks to his disciples, he says, the gates of hell, you know, um, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not uh, prevail, right? That's what Jesus says. And the gates of hell do not really move. Gates are stationary. You know, they, they are stuck to uh, a position but it is us, children of God, children of the kingdom of light, you know, who know that we have been given this mandate to bring heaven to earth. We are the ones who have to be courageous and bold, knowing our position because of the cross, you know, and then going against the powers of darkness, knowing that the powers of darkness have already been defeated. So the gates of hell must not be afraid of we must not be afraid of the gates of hell, but the gates of hell should be afraid of us. 
right? So here's the second truth that I want to put before us uh, about the cross that Satan has been defeated. Okay, so church, can you join together with me and make this declaration? Uh, just say, I stand and operate with a sense of complete authority and dominion over the enemy. The demons have to back off. I do not have to be scared of Satan. I walk with the absolute sense of mastery over Satan and his demons. Amen. So praise God. Thank you for declaring that truth together with me. So this is the second thing that Satan has been defeated. The third thing that has been accomplished through the cross is that you and I have been redeemed. So once again, we will read a few scriptures and, and I'll go ahead and explain that. Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. It says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So we are being told here that Jesus has done something more for us. He has redeemed us. He's redeemed us. He's brought us into the kingdom of light um, of himself. Uh, that is his kingdom, the kingdom of his son. And we have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus and we have the forgiveness of sins. So church, I want to remind us that we have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. Now, can you say this together with me? I have been redeemed. I have been redeemed. Okay. And redemption, what is redemption? Redemption is, uh, you know, buying something back with a ransom price. Buying something back with a price of ransom. So when we talk about Jesus redeeming us, what we mean is that Jesus has bought us out of that old sinful life, of that old aimless life, of that old lawless life, right? Of that old purposeless life. And he has now brought us into his own kingdom. So he has repositioned us. And, but for this to happen, a price of ransom was required, which is the very life of the Lord Jesus. And that just tells us how God loves us, that he gave his own life to purchase us back from slavery that the devil had put us under. So we have been purchased, we have been removed from that place of slavery and we have been repositioned in a place of honor and dignity uh, uh, endowed with very many blessings because of what Jesus has done. And that is what redemption means. So the Lord Jesus has redeemed us. And today as we uh, just as we meditate on, on what is the basis for our overcoming life, what is the basis for our victorious life, here's the third thing that we must be very clear about. We have been redeemed. 
right? We have been redeemed. So whenever we go through circumstances or situations in our lives where we, we see the enemy try to get us you know, some form of an attack or some form of uh, uh, some, and we know that the enemy uh, generally attacks us in our minds. So, you know, we may be going through uh, thoughts of condemnation. We might be going through thoughts of accusation. We might be, uh, you know, going through doubts, confusions, or it could be some other form of interference in our circumstances that the, the enemy, um, you know, tries to attack us with. But whatever it is, when we remember that we are the redeemed of the Lord, this is our understanding. Hey, now I belong to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been purchased, right? So I am God's purchased property. And Satan has no claim or he has no right over my life. So when we recognize this, we acknowledge it, we are able to live from this reality that I am now redeemed. I am redeemed. Now, Satan, you have no right to touch my mind. My mind is holy ground. My mind is meant to, to worship God. You have no right to touch my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have no right to touch my family. You have no right to touch my finances. So what happens to a believer when a believer understands that they are now redeemed? You know, they do not uh, sit down and, and take everything that the devil is doing. But what do we do? We stand up. We rise up against the devil because you know, we're, we're there to tell him, you have no claim. You have no rights over my life. I am redeemed. I'm redeemed through the blood of Jesus. And I am going to live a victorious life. Amen? And that's what a believer has. And it's when we know these things uh, that, that we are able to walk with authority. We're able to walk in victory. So we have been redeemed. You know, there's, there's an entire list that, that I could read out. Uh, but I, I'll just say a, a few things just for our understanding. We have been redeemed from bondage to liberty. We have been redeemed from sin to righteousness. We've been redeemed from condemnation to justification. We've been, re we've been redeemed from being sinners to being kings and priests. We've been redeemed from being slaves to, uh, to people and, and, and to sin and, and the powers of darkness to becoming those with dominion who can rule and reign. We've been redeemed from sickness to health. We've been redeemed from oppression to deliverance. And the list just go, goes on and on and on. And we, the redeemed of the Lord, you know, the Bible tells us we must say so. So in every situation, whatever it is that you are going through, maybe it's sickness, just say, hey, I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am God's purchased property. So, you know, sickness, you have no right over my life. Now, Satan, whatever you're doing in my family, in my situation, now I'm here to tell you that I am God's redeemed property. You have no claim, you have no stake, you have no right over my life. So this is the third basis uh, for our victory and our overcoming the cross uh, that uh, also tells us that we have been redeemed. So uh, now we've looked at three things that the cross has done for us and I will move on to the fourth point before we um, you know, move on to the, the ministry time. So the fourth uh, basis for our victory and our overcoming life is the fact that now we have a new life in Christ Jesus. We have a new life in 
Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Many of us are familiar with this uh, scripture, but we will read it again. Second Corinthians 5:17. So if you're there, we can begin to read. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." All right. So there it is, you know, God is speaking about who he has made us when we become his children. We have become a new creation. And as you study that, uh, we, we will also recognize that, yes, in our physical body, we don't look any different, right? Uh, also, in, in our soul, certain things are the same. But in our spirit, in our spirit, we have become a new creation, and we have the very life of God flowing through us. And again, you know, God did not choose to, to just um, uh, renovate us in some, some way or recycle us okay, and say, okay, go. Now you live a victorious life. You know, thank God you know, we, 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 are, we don't have that kind of a makeup in our spirit man. But scripture says you are a brand new creation. Amen? How many of you are excited about that? I am. Okay, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So, when we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and we have the very nature of God, we have the very life of God flowing through us, that reveals to us that we have new capabilities. We have new capacities. Amen? God has a new destiny. God is doing new things through that new nature that he has now given us. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that also tells us that we do not have to be stuck to the old. You know, many believers they say that, hey, you know, uh, I've always been like this. I've always been fearful. I've always had anxiety. I've always you know, struggled with, with certain sins in the past. And different people identify with different things. But even after we become a new creation in Christ Jesus, if we are stuck to those things and we say, hey, I cannot, I do not have the capacity to change, that would be erroneous. Because scripture says, now you and I carry a new nature. And that nature uh, is, is from the nature of God himself. So can we live holy? Very much. Can we live pure? Very much. No, can, can, we, um, can we live an excellent life? Very much. Everything that God can do everything which is in the nature of God is now possible. It has been made possible for the believer because the Bible says that now we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And when we recognize this, we don't have to identify with the old life, the old sinful ways, the old addictions, right? The 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 old uh, temptations. That, that could very easily overtake us. But as 
children of God. No, we can overcome. We can overcome. We can, of course, you know, in the coming uh, um, sermons, we will see how how we can move into, uh, how we, we can do several things that scripture also tells us to do and live this overcoming life. But today I just wanted to touch on the basis, the basis on which we can have this overcoming life. And because we are a new creation, we can overcome and we can be victorious. So I'm just going to uh, maybe wrap this up very soon. So I'll request the worship team to please come up and get ready. And I'll say a few more things as they get ready. So as children of God, now if we are clear on what has been accomplished for us through the cross, that enables us to look at God Um, have a a revelation of God that causes us to live a life of worship. If we understand what has been accomplished through the cross for us, even when we look at the kingdom of darkness, we do not try to retreat, but we are able to take on the enemy, the devil head on, knowing that the enemy has been defeated. And when we face life's challenges, Right? We don't just give up, you know, throw in the towel and say, hey, I can't do this anymore. But we learn how to fight. We learn how to go against the devil, how to uh, stop the devil from what he is trying to do uh, in our lives to, to destroy it because we recognize that now we have been blessed. Right? That's what the scriptures tell us. We have been blessed with every blessing uh, in, in Christ Jesus. And we now have received uh, the, the grace and the gift of righteousness. So scripture also tells us that we have been called to rule and reign in our lives. Right? So we recognize all of these things. And when we are faced with temptations or when we are faced, some of us, you know, we could be struggling with addictions. We deal with those things with the understanding that the power of sin over our lives has been broken. We've actually been set free. All we have to do is we have to press into that. We have to press into that. And we will see the manifestation uh, of God's power in our lives because Jesus has already accomplished these things on the cross for us. And He has also made us a new creation because of his sacrifice. So this morning, church, I just want to take some time to pray for all of us. And we will pray together and we will trust that God will do a great work. He will do a deep work in each and every one of our lives. Uh, Would it be okay to stand up? So if you could please rise to your feet, that will be Nice, thank you, thank you. I'm just going to pray together with us first. And then um, I'll request the worship team to lead us in in a song. And I want to pray that God would give us this understanding. That the cross has made us overcomers. The cross has made us overcomers. This morning church, can you just say this out loud? 
I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am. Yes. We are overcomers. This morning you could be facing certain temptations that are too much for you and you're praying and you're saying God help me help me get out of this help me do the right thing i want you to know the power of sin over your life is broken and you are an overcomer this morning you could be a person saying i am addicted and i don't know how to get out of this addiction it could be something to do with substances it could be uh, you know the wrong kind of speech you're just not able to control the words that come out of your mouth or it could be lustful thinking lustful fantasizing and saying i'm addicted i'm a believer but i'm addicted but i i just want you to say this over yourself say i'm an overcomer i'm an overcomer Maybe some of us here you know, caught up in strife, caught up in unforgiveness, just not able to overcome that. But this is what the Bible says: You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. This morning, I just want to pray over us, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We thank you, God, for your word. Lord, we thank you for what the cross has done for us. And this morning Lord we just declare that victory over every heart and every life oh God. Lord we declare the victory of the cross and Lord we we declare oh God the breaking of bondages. We declare oh God the breaking of every shackle in the name of Jesus. And Father we ask God that that Lord your children will walk in great freedom and liberty knowing that sin has no rule over us satan has no rule over us and god we rise up we rise up and we dominate oh god we dominate the works of the enemy we dominate the things the influences of the world we dominate the flesh because we are overcomers overcomers. And Father this morning I I speak and declare freedom over people with with temptations and struggles especially those who are addicted and God I take authority. I take authority over demonic uh, uh Lord demonic assignments oh God. And Lord I just break those things in Jesus name and I speak a release. I speak a release and a turn around over people's lives. Thank you God. Thank you for the freedom. Thank you for the freedom. Thank you that we are overcomers. Hallelujah. You have overcome. You have
God is doing amazing things in people's lives. So uh, I think I'm just going to call uh, uh, Pastor Ashish and Pastor Jay Kumar there to just come and let's flow. Uh, as the Lord leads, we will speak words over your lives. We will uh, begin to release words of uh, knowledge. We begin to release, um, you know, words that, that the Lord is putting on our hearts uh, and I believe, I believe that uh, you will experience God's touch in a very special way. So uh, I want all of us to continue um, uh, putting before the Lord whatever it is you have on your heart this morning. Just bring it to the Lord. You know, He's your Father. He's a good God. You know, he doesn't say uh, that, hey, I, talk about big things. I'm not interested in little things. He never says that. But whatever it is on your heart this morning, I just want you to bring it before the Lord. And say, God, I want to see your glory. Lord, I want to see your power. Lord, I just want to see your glory manifest in this situation, God. So just hold on. Just hold on to that thing. We'll just begin to minister over you. Um, just want to announce over us that, you know, God has not given up on us. You know, maybe we're in a place we're saying... I think God has given up. But I just want to declare that God has not given up on us. God has not given up on you. Um, while praying, I just had a picture of a signpost. You know, a signpost announces something, declares something. 
uh, just saw that uh, uh, there was a series of signposts declaring, announcing, but also these signposts were like transformers, were like these, you know, the electricity posts that we see, the conducting electricity. And uh, I believe that's a message for us as a community of God's people, that each one of us are signposts announcing what God declares over us. We are announcing, merely announcing what God has spoken over us, what God has declared over us. And as we stand there, just announcing what God has declared over us, you know, he's allowing him to flow in and through us, allowing his power to flow in and through us, allowing him to mold us and change us as a community of God's people, uh, stepping out and doing the works of God, just being God's people. And... Um, uh, just reminded here in Second Timothy 2, verse 21, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. And yes, it is about cleansing oneself from sin, from iniquity, but it, it's also, you know, sanctifying and setting us apart and, and acknowledging the truth of who we are, whom God declares over us this morning. So I just want to pray that over us. Uh, um, let's just go ahead and just lift our hands and say, Lord, I am who you say I am, God. And no matter what season of life I am in, no matter um, you know how I am right now emotionally or where I am, which place, where I am, God, but I just want to be a signpost, God, announcing who you are who you've made me to be. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've called us to be new creations. You've made us new creations, God. Instruments of righteousness, God. We thank you that, Lord, we are who you say you are, Lord. And you said, oh God, that you've, Lord, uh, created us in your image, oh Father God. You've made us new creations. And behold, you've taken away all the old and made us new, oh Father God. Everything has become new. And Lord, we thank you that you've created us to be the righteousness of God in Christ. The righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. We pray that you would move in us and through us, God. Yes, Lord, we stand here this morning sanctifying ourselves and setting us apart, oh God, announcing, God, declaring who you say we are. And may we rise up as a community of God's people, you know, signposts everywhere, um, connected to one another and to him, and just flowing, just receiving and flowing with the power of God to do the works of God, to do works of righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. We just want to uh, pray for a few things. One is, uh, you know, if uh, uh, anyone has ex uh, experienced shame, you know, I, I'm just seeing a, a face that has been uh, uh, disreputed. It's like shame. I don't want to be too graphic, but it's, you know, we understand it. Like Kaudang's been thrown in your face or something. It's shame that's been brought on your face. And, and, and if, if you've experienced that, this, and you're right now in that situation, we want to pray for you. I also feel led to just pray for two things about as far as healing is concerned. One is uh, uh, on your right, right lower back, there's a constant pain, and I think it must be a nerve-related nerve, nerve pain or here on your lower right back. Also your left arm, the constant pain. I just want to pray for these things because 
God is releasing healing for that. So if you identify, just raise your hand. We're going to pray. All of us will pray. Just raise your hand. If you identify with any one of these three things, raise your hand. For those of you who are watching online, um, you know, you just received this uh, right where you are. Lord, we just pray for everyone who's got their hands raised. Father, for those who have experienced that shame being thrown upon them, that dishonor and disrepute being cast on them, today and this moment, by the power of the Holy Spirit, it is changed. According to your word, Father, that you bring double honor where they have seen shame. You bring Peace, oh God, where they have seen confusion. So this moment, by the Holy Spirit, I declare that a complete reversal of that dishonor, that disrepute. And instead, there is double honor coming from heaven on your life. In the name of Jesus, in the same place where there was disrepute cast on you, there will be double honor put upon you by the God of heaven. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we also pray right now for the healing virtue, the healing anointing of God to flow and touch people who need healing. Whether it's just these two conditions or any other conditions, right now we speak healing to that problem of the back because you to some nerve let there be complete release from that constant nagging pain right now and also in the arm let there be complete healing right now in the name of jesus by the anointing by the anointing of the holy spirit and father we thank you we declare this done and we thank you that every testimony gives brings honor brings glory to you in jesus name Amen. Amen. Um, I'd just like to continue and uh, just want to release healing for those who have um, some uh, ear problems this morning. If, if you've been praying about problems with your ear or with your back, uh, I just want to release God's healing uh, over you. Uh, Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing virtue. God, thank you. Thank you, God, for, for complete wholeness. God, I speak complete wholeness. Yes, Lord. Father, even those who, who are hoping that it will be slightly better, uh, Lord, I just speak wholeness, God. I just speak complete wholeness uh, over these conditions in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. And I, I also feel impressed to pray for for um, single moms. You know, if you are a single mother uh, and you're taking care of your children, especially this season, uh, if it's been difficult for you, it's been hard for you, uh, I, I just see the Lord's compassion coming upon you. I, I just want to let you know that God is seeing every day, every effort, every tear, every prayer is being heard. So I just want to encourage you and say, keep moving forward. I trust God for the impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. That's what God's word tells us. So just pray for, for, uh, for impossible things to happen. Uh, God will give you the faith for the impossible. And God wants to do great and mighty things through your life. Just want you to be encouraged. Amen. Be encouraged in Amen. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And one of the things that the, the Bible teaches us uh, as, as we minister, uh, the Lord has put gifts. I mean, he's given gifts. And then we just uh, minister together. And one of them is tongues and interpretation. Now, we don't find too much of that happening. But today, I'll ask Pastor Jakes to pray in tongues and I'll interpret. <laughs> All right. So let's do that. Okay. We, we've got to use the gifts, right? Now, sort of we don't do that too much. But let's just do it. So Pastor Jakes, you pray.
he's going to sing in tamil i can't sing the interpretation <laughs> okay please go ahead he'll sing okay maybe we can all pray in tongues you know we can all do that can there is joy in your presence god ಸಂಗೆ <laughs> rikendere ramo sekeye shororori bikeye horom sindere here sekere no sekere horom ramo sekere ramo sekere ramo sekere thank you i'll just say the words and maybe joshua can sing it okay. so there is healing for our brokenness and there is healing in our brokenness and there is healing through our brokenness for the lord is our healer and from him comes a stream of healing that flows into our lives which is healing for our brokenness it's healing in our brokenness and it's his healing flowing through our brokenness joshua said gives life everywhere it flows and that we are lord channels of that thank you god 
And we just bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Okay, so, yeah, we really praise God for what the Spirit of God is doing right now, right here, in our midst, in within us. Uh, and I just want to ask if, uh, you know, any of you, you've been ministered to by the words that were released this morning, um, or if, if you've experienced healing in your body, right, in your body, just want to lift your hands up and indicate that I have experienced it. I have experienced it. God has ministered to me. So this is just for us to praise God. This is just for us to exalt God for what He is doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God for that. Praise God. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. So glad to know that God is ministering to people. Anyone else? Anyone else? A word has touched you. Experience healing. Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for raising your hand. God bless you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Praise God. And I'm sure there are people uh, watching online who have testimonies. So please do um, write in your testimonies. The intention is only to glorify God for what He is doing. So we thank God for that. And one very important thing before we close, I want to give an invitation um, uh, for those of you who have not yet uh, uh, asked Jesus to be your personal Savior. I want to give you an invitation to make Him your personal Savior. So if you have not done this ever before, this is how you know we, we will go about doing this. The Bible tells us that we must first acknowledge sin in our lives. Okay? This morning I was talking about the cross, the power of the cross and what Jesus has done for us. If you've never experienced the forgiveness of sin, if you've never um, you know, had, had that relationship with God restored, I want to invite you, I want to invite you acknowledge that you know you have a sin in your life and that you need a savior and that's true for every every uh, human being there's sin and we need a savior the second thing that i want you to do is to believe on the lord jesus christ believe in who he says he is he is the messiah he's the son of god he is that savior he's that lamb whose blood was shed to forgive us, to redeem us, to purchase us. I want you to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to go ahead and confess. Confess Him as your Lord and Savior. If you want, you can repeat. I'll say a, a, a few sentences of prayer. You can just repeat that after me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I need a savior. And you are my savior. Lord, come into my life. Make me a new creation. And help me to live life for you and you alone in Jesus name Amen and if it is you you've made that decision today that's uh, 
the greatest decision so uh, i would like to encourage you to indicate to me by raising your hand that you made this decision and the bible says that heaven rejoices and we want to rejoice together with heaven anyone's made that decision uh, to to accept the lord jesus as their personal savior okay thank you so much wonderful praise god god bless you god bless you anybody else anybody else So we are here to pray with people and even if you've made this decision and just want to talk to us uh you know we we will be available to pray there's also our online zoom prayer one on one prayer that you can log into and get prayer uh, so let's just wrap up this morning to speak God's benediction over us Father we thank you Lord we thank you for this service we thank you for your presence Lord, we thank you for your word thank you for all that you have done God and Lord we know that that Lord the more glorious is right now and the more glorious is coming and Father we continue to speak and declare it and receive it by faith oh God in Jesus name and may the grace of our Lord Jesus the love of the Father and the sweet communion of the holy spirit rest and abide with us forever and ever and everyone said amen amen thank you for listening we trust this message was a blessing to you for more free resources including sermon sermon notes publications please visit apcwo.org for information on apc bible college in bangalore please visit apcwo.org/biblecollege Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.